Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson. Brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to, in a very easy, simple way, allow you to take 10, 15 minutes and reflect. Reflect on subjects that are real important to your business. Allows you to compare. Allows you to take a little bit of a checkup of how do you sort of measure up to some of these ideas and themes. You know, as I think about remodeling businesses out there today, of the top 10 remodeling businesses out there, they have nine different ways they do things. And the only reason I reflect on that is that there's not necessarily a right and wrong way. There's a right way to look at it. There's a right way to think about it. And what I try to do with these different podcasts is just give you ways for you to be able to look at the business yourself. Today, the theme I'm going to get into, or the topic, is going to be focused on people. People are your greatest assets. Now, if you really think about it, when it comes to the sticks and bricks of the product and service, for the most part, the quality of the installation of the window or how well the foundation is done, you know, for the most part, are very, very similar from company to company. I think how you go about doing it in terms of the fundamental processes, quite frankly, are very similar, maybe with different dialects, but from company to company. But what makes, I think, companies really unique and special is, in fact, the personalities and the individual people, not necessarily the product and the process. So many years ago, as I've been thinking about this, this theme that I really highlighted in my book, Fit to Grow, People Are Your Greatest Assets, it's really designed around having you think about this simple series of words. You know, I ask audiences all the time, what's the most important word in this theme, people are your greatest assets? And most of the time, as you can imagine, people will say people. And I said, of course, people are important, but the most important word is asset. People are your greatest asset. You know, an asset is an investment. And if you think about other investments, investments like your home, you know, most people, their home is their greatest asset. It's their greatest investment. And as you think about if people in your business are your greatest asset, are you investing Are you doing the necessary care and feeding that's required to keep that asset giving you the kind of return on that investment it should? So I think it's very important, first and foremost, to at least acknowledge. Matter of fact, I went back and looked at the 12 business themes in my book, and two-thirds of them really relate to the people within the business. So in this podcast, I'm going to give you some insights. I'm going to give you some ways to think about, you know, your particular people. You know, as a business grows, the layers and types of roles and the types of people oftentimes change. It doesn't mean that people need to be moved out, but the needs of a million-dollar business or a three-million-dollar business or a five- or ten-million-dollar business or a hundred-million-dollar business when it comes to the people are really very different.
Matter of fact, one of the key things I see as businesses grow is oftentimes they create a gap, a gap between the leader and the thirst of the leader on the owner's growth and the ability to have the people or the management keep up with that. And it's one of the reasons oftentimes you have to plug in, you have to bring in different kind of levels of expertise. It's not because they're not great people, but they just cannot keep up with the the aggressive level of growth that the owner either has or their level of sophistication has. So a few questions to ask yourself when it comes to some of your people. I like to think about them oftentimes a little bit more graphically. One question, is their stock rising or falling? So reflect on some of the key individuals in your company and go back 12, 18, 24 months. Is their stock rising or is it falling or is it staying flat? If the business is growing, you want the stock of those individual people to be able to grow as well. One question oftentimes I ask when it comes to people on the team or even people that you're interviewing to be on the team, there are three really good questions. Can they do the job? Will they do the job? And do they fit? Go back and take a look at either people that have not made it in your organization or your company, or people that are maybe even a little bit question mark, or people that are very gung-ho and very successful, and think about those three questions. Can they do the job is all about competency. You know, are they competent in the role that you ask them to be? Will they do the job is about attitude. Attitude is about having the right positive attitude, but it's also having the right work ethic. Will they do the job? And the third is, do they fit? This is more of a cultural element. Do they fit with the mission and the vision and the integrity that your company is all about? Do they fit with the right cadence of others in the organization? So three really, really great questions. Another element I encourage you to think about when it comes to your people is ask yourself where they will be with you three years from now. Where they will be. Have they sort of capped out where they are now? Matter of fact, that's a great conversation, I think, to have with them. If you want to get them in a positive place, then I think oftentimes asking just them the question, where will they be in three years from now? You know, it's a very refreshing, just like you want to grow and you want to move through passages and you don't necessarily want to do the same thing you're doing today, three years from now. When it comes to your key individuals, you also want that same passion and interest. Another question to ask yourself is, are they investing in themselves? I'm a big believer the great companies out there, the people, the assets within the companies are not only being supported by the company and the leadership, but they're also investing in themselves. They're figuring out ways to take time and energy and get better themselves. I have a really sort of a simple rule of thumb, what I call my three strike rule. I usually, as a, as, a, as a leader and a coach, I'll give someone three chances that I'm going to really aggressively reach out and help them invest in themselves. And if, in fact, they fall short, after the first one, I'll give them another chance. For example, it might be that you find a particular book or article that's interesting that you give to them and have them read it. You follow up a week later. 
And you said, did you read that particular article? What did you think? Did it make a difference? Did it give you some insights that might help you? If they said they haven't had time to read it yet, then that's one strike. That's a strike against them. And I'm a big believer, give them three strikes. But at the end of the day, it, they have to invest in themselves if they want to be successful. Another question I've oftentimes asked, because communication is difficult at best, is did they really get it? Did they really understand what we were trying to communicate? Did they understand the trainings? So a good way to think about, I think, how do you get stuff to stick when it comes to insights? A friend of mine, you know, developed sort of the three sort of elements that I thought were sort of interesting. He said, I want my people to learn it, then I want them to do it, and then I want them to teach it. And the teach it is where the sustainability of whatever they're learning. So, for example, if there's a particular installation technique or sales process or whatever it happens to be, you want to spend the right amount of time for them to learn it. Then you want them to actually demonstrate that they can do it. Then ask them to teach others how to do it. That's a great way to have it be sustainable, to get it to stick. Another theme that I think is, is somewhat a little bit patronizing for some, but I think it's really critical. And that is you must inspect what you expect. Inspect what you expect. If you're not taking the time doing the monitoring, whether it's the ride-alongs, the one-on-one, the the quizzes, whatever it happens to be, to see and in fact people get it, you're going to fall short more times than not. Another theme when it comes to people, I think it's oftentimes good, is attitude plus behavior equals results. Now, when you think about this, I think oftentimes leaders and owners tend to focus on the results and not how you get to the results. First of all, you have to have the attitude. You have to have the right mindset. You have to have the right work ethic, all the things that wrap around attitude. You have to have the right behaviors, the right skills, the right processes. And then when you hook the attitudes and the behaviors together, you should more times than not see good results. It's just like a baseball hitter. You know, he's not going to get on base all the time. Matter of fact, two out of three times, he's going to probably be out. However, if he has the right mindset and the attitude and he has the right techniques and behaviors, he's going to at least get that hit necessary to do what you need to do. I think oftentimes you also have to figure out, I think, ways to communicate when it comes to your team. One technique I've seen many do, once you have a little bit of confidence, is use yourself as an example of what not to do. It's a very, uh, not only endearing, but it it sort of puts down the defenses as an example of what not to do, uh, as opposed to trying to be punitive and trying to, to, to address it otherwise. And the last issue that I want to touch on in this particular is really knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them. When it comes to your team members, I think it's really critical that you have uh, make their exit, if that's what's required, a non-event. Make their improvement a non-event. Everyone in an organization has to have the right level of accountability, has to have the right level of of reaction to, to, to creating, I think, your vision and mission. And I think you have to have ways to measure it.
So you have to know, I think, when to hold them and when to fold them. So by mapping out a time frame in terms of what you expect and when you expect it and trying your best to stick to that time frame, I think you're going to be much more successful. As painful as it is to see levels of change, you know, I think that's what's really required. So I want to thank, thank everybody for listening to this little broadcast today. And again, I think if you realize that with all of your different products and services that you do, none of this would really happen without the people in your business, that the people are really your greatest asset. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.